1: back to theme park this the only podcast that dares ask the question how much jk rowling themed entertainment is too much jk rowling themed entertainment my name Mm. is kyle crane and i (laughs) and i am joined today by brian green welcome (laughs) foolish mortals and scott corelli you cut me deep kyle you cut me deep (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry and uh, you know we're gonna answer that question tonight when we talk about epic universe of course we're going to be discussing the brand new third gate announced for orlando by universal parks uh we're going to be including our thoughts on these on on this the attractions that have been both confirmed and rumored but before mm-hmm. we want to get into that i'd like kind of like to get a vibe check on universal because so far i think this has been a pretty disney heavy podcast you know we mm-hmm. addressed that up top We are definitely fans, Um, but I kind of wanted to to delve into y'all's thoughts about Universal. Scott, on the first episode, we did talk about how your favorite park of all time was Universal Studios circa 1993, I believe, correct? Yes, I yes. still think that's a cheat. But go on. <laughs> uh, so, Brian, uh, if we could, real quick, just g- give me kind of a rundown of your thoughts on Universal Studios. Do you visit a lot whenever you're in California or Orlando? What are your thoughts on both the studios and Islands of Adventure? What do you think? So,
0: I I try to make Universal my is my secondary park. It, so, if I have a little bit extra time, a couple extra days, I will I will make take the time out for it. I've been to all three Wizarding Worlds. So, I've been in Japan. I've been on both coasts of the states Mm -hmm. yeah overall universal it's lost its charm a lot i think wizarding world is pretty great and it's a step in the right direction and i think epic universe is going to be pretty outstanding at -hmm. least in the opening years until it starts to decay (laughs) Mm -hmm. as universal parks are wont to do but Mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with us
1: yeah, yeah. So, Scott, we know how you feel about Universal Studios circa 1993. Give <laughs> us uh, your opinion on, um, on on Islands of Adventure. And I would imagine having a both a Harry Potter ride and a Spider-Man ride, that's something that's right up your alley, right?
2: I think Islands of Adventure, more than any other Universal park, I literally just think they should close it for a year and just mm-hmm. completely redo it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> everything except for the the Harry Potter land literally every island needs to be closed like just open up hogsmeade from universal studios so you Mm -hmm. can still enter hogsmeade by going into universal but close islands of adventure for a year and just totally refurbish everything yeah um because islands of adventure is the most dated park i think period Mm-hmm. I of like the main the main parks. I think it's the most dated. I think it was state of the art in 1999, and then by the year 2000, it was already starting to be dated. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's uh, it's rough. Um, Toon Lagoon is rough. Seuss Landing is rough. Marvel Superhero Island is really rough. Yeah, uh, you know now that we're in a post Endgame world. I mean, not even a post MCU, a post Endgame world. It, the Marvel Superhero Island is is just looks so looks and feels so generic. It's like bordering on like six, like DC representation at Six Flags.
0: Ooh, that Oof. is rough. Yeah, <laughs> harsh words. Yeah, I, it's
2: it's harsh, but you both know it's true. You both yes. know it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just I just think that there's some major TLC needed at Islands of Adventure, and I think in general Universal has some brand management to take care of because I don't think they know what they are and i think that's Mm -hmm. the problem like if you go to universal hollywood i mean that place is just a disaster uh i don't they have no idea what they're doing to the point where they have to close a perfectly acceptable perfectly popular attraction in the walking dead walkthrough attraction because they built a secret life of pets attraction right next to it And they're like, we can't have these two rides be open next to each other. We gotta (laughs) close the Walking Dead one. Um, It's inappropriate. It's and it's not even that. It's a failure. People are still going to that. It's still a popular attraction, but it's just inappropriate in the space that they have because they're not thinking through what they're doing. Like they're just. It just feels like they're constantly trying to play catch up, and they don't have any of the. Material, the IP that Disney has, they don't—they don't have none of their material is as valuable except for their classics, and they already, you know, overwrote all of their classics, so mm-hmm. they don't have anything now. Um, yeah, and they had a really great IP in the form of Fast and the Furious, which they immediately squandered with a terrible ride uh and what do they have now like there's nothing else there it's minions and faster than furious that's all they got um and so all they can do is farm out ip from other places and i think warner brothers is the way to go and i think they are insane not to snatch up that dc property um Mm -hmm, if they mm -hmm. snatched up that dc ip and went whole hog on it I really think that they could make something special and they could have something that rivals um, what Disney is doing with their IP. Uh, But because they're already doing that with Harry Potter, if they did the same thing with DC, then boom, there you go. You got your your Star Wars and your Marvel land secure at Universal um, and we're finally Mm -hmm. back on equal ground. Now, granted, as we'll talk about today, I'm really excited about the Nintendo stuff. But in general, they're so screen heavy. Everything feels so cheap and run of the mill outside of the Harry Potter stuff that it's kind of depressing from where they came from to where they are now. It's like they don't care about their history at all. All they want to do is whatever was popular two years ago is what they're focused on. And um, mm-hmm. that's a bummer. So yeah. that's kind of how I yeah. feel. They've, they've lost a lot of my, of my respect. And I think it has to do with them uh, having a branding issue. They need someone in charge of their parks who has a vision for what Universal should be. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone's doing that right now. And you can tell
1: yeah it seems like what universal should be they've always kind of been reactionary to what disney isn't you know their whole thing is yeah. kind of like i remember they had a commercial for a while and it was like well we're the park that stays open late and they had all these little kids saying like if i gotta hug another princess i'm gonna vomit and stuff like that And it's like you know it's, <laughs> it, it reminds me a lot of like the x dash uh, t-r-e-m-e marketing that we had in the 90s you know yeah. it's kind of like it's a very gotta go fast sonic the hedgehog sega does what nintendo don't kind of thing it's like yeah Oop. i
0: was just about to say
1: that <laughs> <laughs> which is funny considering how we are you know today the, you the first confirmed land is is uh, is Inten- Super Nintendo world over there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna echo kind of what you guys say, Brian. I, I do. If I have extra time, if I've got like an Airbnb or staying with a friend or something in Orlando, I definitely try to put a day into going out there. But it's usually a half day. It's usually I get out there, I have a pretty fun time riding all the Harry Potter stuff and having a butter butterbeer and walking around. Um, they, they they do have some pretty great rides. Honestly, it's just the the shells around them are decaying and it's yeah. kind of scary. I think Hulk is a fantastic roller coaster. I love the Mummy roller coaster for all yeah. of its. Yeah, um, and I haven't seen the uh, the Fast and the Furious ride yet. But Scott, real quick, were you familiar with the Tokyo Drift portion that was there before the current Fast and Furious ride? No. Okay, you got to look this up after we're done today. At the Hollywood Park, had their tram tour for a while. They had a Tokyo Drift themed area, and all it was was. Two cars oh, on Kuka arms. Yes, yes it I was remember this. Really yes. rough. They would come out towards the car and spin around, and then they'd go back. And it was like they counted that as an attraction. I got to be honest, <laughs> it isn't much better than that.
2: <laughs> no it's supercharged is not. <laughs> not much better than that so uh, at least at least in the tur- in, in in the case of the Tokyo Drift bit um at least the proportions were correct and it doesn't look like Vin Diesel is hanging off of a toy helicopter Oof. it's it's bad uh supercharged is yeah. <laughs> bad and i don't know anyone who likes it no one it's yeah. it's awful it's
1: insane
2: how really god awful that thing is
1: it you know, and I know that you and I are both uh, like legitimate, non-ironic fans of that franchise. Like yeah. it, it deserves, uh, you know, it's it's fantastic. It's got representation across the board. Appeals to everybody. Like it yeah. really needs a better ride. It could bring people in from from other places. So, well, you know, today we are going to be talking about the latest news from Universal, which is the opening of uh, Epic. Universe. Uh, so on August 1st of 2019, Universal announced that they would begin construction on a third Orlando-based park. It's their fourth American gate called Epic Universe. Mm-hmm. The park is slated to open in 2023 on a 750-acre plot. That's a lot of land, <laughs> two mm-hmm. miles south of their current parks. Uh, at the time, Universal did not announce any planned attractions or lands, but since then, we have at least confirmed Super Nintendo World is going to be coming. Um, so we're going to be talking about that today, as well as uh, stuff that we've kind of uh, the internet has found from their concept art and several different patent filings. Um, I honestly, before we get into this, I just want to say, going through the patent filings last night, I really think that Universal has set this up to be a very uh, unique and ambitious park, and if they can. Um, really kind of deliver on half of their plans here. I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be something special, mm-hmm. but that's the problem. Can they deliver on these high expectations? Right. A lot of these rides seem like very, very advanced. And as we've seen with, you know, a lot of recent rides in the past few years, that also means prone to shutting down, you know? Right. Uh, so, <laughs> Let's uh how do you guys want to do this? You want to go kind of through the lands that that we kind of well, have proposed? Or? I
2: would like to just start off by saying that Epic Universe is maybe the worst name for anything <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. It's terrible.
0: Um especially it, when it's Universal's Epic yeah,
2: Universe. Yes. In nineteen ninety nine, yeah. Epic Universe would be a dated thing. Like people stopped mm-hmm. using like, oh, that's so epic. That was a nineties thing. Um, Yeah. And and even in 1999, that would have felt like "Mm, that's a little dated. Uh, Mm -hmm. And now it just it feels insanely dated. I vastly prefer the rumored title before that, uh, which was Fantastic Worlds. That's what this park should be called. It should be called Universal's Fantastic Worlds, which is just it rolls off the tongue better. It, It doesn't feel so epic universe just feels so fake. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I forced Um, Fantastic Worlds also doesn't feel as it feels fun. Epic Universe feels like, again, like Six Flags, you know, like it it, it has that vibe like, ooh, epic. What an epic roller coaster. Mm -hmm. You know, Fantastic Worlds feels like like just a fun place that I want to visit, something that I would be excited about. Uh, Epic Universe is a rough name for this park.
1: Yeah, and it's really sad, too, because Islands of Adventure is really evocative, and when you get there, it's like these islands that are separated by bridges, and when you go from one, there's a distinct crossover into another one, it's it's a great name. Epic Universe doesn't really tell me what I'm getting into at all. No.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah uh, Really hate it
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah, Rough Um, name Okay So uh, besides that I do think it has A lot of potential here Now uh, Whenever they announced Epic Universe There was some concept art Which I think is the only Real concept art We've had at the park And it's you know We've all seen a lot of Theme park concept art Right there uh, You know out there And we know that Usually their view is obfuscated by like a hot air balloon up in the sky or some fireworks or something like that. So that whenever they finally produce the land, they can say like, you know, oh, well, you know, what we drew here, what actually was produced was covered up by something. So, you know, they don't have to really stick to it. But Universal, (laughs) um, for all their faults, has been they do kind of stick to what their concept art looks like. Yeah. um, yeah, so in, in the concept art, the, the, it looks like we have the land, uh, there's like the hub, the central hub at the top of it, a hotel, which would kind of, you know, be a first, I think in Orlando, a hotel attached actually to a theme park right. and then four lands, which we have speculated to be Nintendo land, how to train your dragon land, a fantastic beast land, and then classical monsters land. This is kind of what the internet has sussed out from different filings and so far so if we want to go through these different lands let's just talk about what is proposed for them kind of does it meet your expectations and you know what would you like to see in there yeah so well the the
2: the two things that i want to i
1: want to start off with um mm -hmm. i want to start off with i guess
2: probably the least exciting part but it will be the part that we see for the first time um now have you guys heard the rumor that the hub is going to be, you know, like a, a city walk, a uh, downtown Disney district that is, um, or Disney Springs that is open to the public without paying an admission fee, and that you buy your ticket to the park using a bracelet that you then use the bracelet to get into the separate lands.
1: This is my first time hearing that, and that really sounds kind of crazy.
2: Yeah, um, I have heard that, and that like everyone was like, "Wow, this hotel is going to be open in this park," and the 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 actual reality is that no, technically it's not. Um, it's it's going to be connected to a city walk style area, um, and that you know each individual land. It's not you you don't pay a separate admission to any of those lands, um, but you do get admitted to them separately.
0: It sounds mm-hmm. like a bit of a pain in the butt because if I'm walking. Yeah. If I'm walking from you know Tomorrowland to Adventureland, I don't want to have to scan in every time I go into a different land. Right. So I'm okay with it, but I think there should be at least be some sort of a transportation at least around the central area, mm-hmm. at the very least, because I don't want to have to go through City Walk every time I'm walking to a different area of the park. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely see their their desire to open that hub up to shoppers and things like that. Mm-hmm. People will come in through, and then they'll be like, "Well, I'm here. You know, might as well get a ticket and go over to you know ride the Fantastic Beast ride or whatever it is." Uh, so I, I see the appeal to them to try to get the general public in there. But it's, it's like you're saying, Brian, if I am in Classical Monsters Land and I want to get all the way over to How to Train Your Dragon, unless there is a train or something that goes around the outside, mm-hmm. I'm stuck walking back through that general public and. If there is one thing I think we all know, these these uh, check-in systems are prone to failure. <laughs> so, yes, especially one as advanced as Universal has. That sometimes I think it's biometrics all over your hand and you know scanning your yeah. face or whatever it does. So
2: I will say one benefit of this could theoretically be crowd control mm-hmm. in a way of like, okay, there are too many people in Fantastic Beast Land or Nintendo Land, but. You know, lines are much shorter in Classic Monsters Land, and that's like where we let people in. And then as people let out of it in Nintendo Land, more people can go in. It could theoretically improve your overall experience once you're inside the land, um, especially if they used something akin to the boarding party system mm-hmm. that, that Disney is using, um, which has been improving. Because I, I went when I went again um, this past weekend, the app was like just working like gangbusters um it didn't crash it didn't lag no i got a boarding group no problem it was very easy and quick and i was very impressed so i think they're working out the kinks on that and if if universal can use that to their advantage setting up uh almost like a uh you know where like to the point where like maybe this park doesn't even need a um what is universal's version of the max pass system Oh, I have no idea. I can't, idea what they I can't name remember it. what it's called.
0: I, I used it last time I was at Universal Orlando. I don't remember the name of it.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not like a huh. fun name. I don't think. No. But anyway, like if. <laughs> it, but if you could do away with a MaxPass system in this way, where all you're doing is like everyone in the park can use the app to sign in and like claim like periods of time in each land. So that like you just like walk up when it's your time when your boarding party is called for that land like oh it's two o'clock it's time to go to Fantastic Beast land and then there's only like a a set number of people who are allowed in the land at a time in theory again in theory uh, in theory it could be a really interesting way to run a theme park to improve everyone's overall experience.
1: That kind of raises another question, too, because I know in some of these early plans, it looks like there's actually a ride that is connected to the hub as mm-hmm. well, which is a dual launch roller coaster. So I'm assuming that if you've got a that that's not going to be open to the general public. If you've got an armband, maybe you use that to check on to that roller coaster yeah. as well. Is, is that kind of a barrier for entry for you, Brian, if you've got to check out and just check back on to one individual ride <laughs> as well?
0: I- I'm going to go to it, of course, because I'm insane and I love theme parks. I I will spend an entire day at Super Nintendo Land, probably. So that's not going to keep me away. But at the same time, it does change my thoughts on, okay, do I want to go over to this part of the park? Like, I enjoy going back and forth all across the park. Like, Mm -hmm. when I go to the parks, I run and gun it nonstop. Yep, same. And it's going to... Give me pause to think, okay, well, if I go over there, I'm going to have to scan back in, and that might take an extra 10, 15 minutes. It'll make me rethink my strategy, but for sure, it's not going to stop me.
2: Now, if we're still remaining in the hub, what do you guys think the theming of this thing is going to be? Because, you know, the the (laughs) the thing is, like, you know, Universal Studios, everything is themed to backlots and movie magic and things like that. Very, like, easy to understand. Either you are... Living in the movie, or you are living in the place that makes the movie right like it's it's a very simple thing, and then islands of adventure being the port of entry, and everything looks sort of like it it exists on at a port, so this place being called Epic Universe. What is the theming going to be in this hub? Cuz like
0: the I Theming is so clear, Scott. It's epic. It's epic.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to be the world's greatest Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, I think. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, wow.
2: Um it it does uh it's going to be the the Hard Rock Hub. Hard rock. Um <laughs> Oh no. Um, it does appear that the the based on the concept art to me, it has it looks like it has like a kind of um Almost like a Greek or Roman vibe mm-hmm. to it. Uh, maybe that's what they're going to be going for—is something kind of classy like that. Like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I guess that would be considered epic to a certain yeah. extent. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I'm thinking probably uh, like space Greek, if that makes any sense. Like space Parthenon, okay. you know, because yeah. the, the idea okay. of this being kind of a connected. If they are gonna go for this if they're gonna go for this separation between the worlds that is so stark, so that you're in the classical universal monsters area and you don't see anything involving Fantastic Beasts at all, then the hub for me would have to be some sort of it's it's very distinct from those other lands and yeah. then maybe some sort of galactic gateway type thing. The concept art to me kind of looked the same. It was very kind of hard to put my finger on, but I did see some kind of like columns and stuff like that, which, you know, it could be very cool, but ew, that's the best guess I've got from looking at that yeah, what do you think brian? I,
0: I have no clue <laughs> I
3: was looking no at this
2: art
0: and it-, it just it looks very generic to me yeah. honestly yeah. yeah
2: yeah and that's and that's my worry is that it's going to be like downtown disney disney springs generic mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and I don't want that because citywalk for all of its all of its uh, tackiness it's at least trying to do something, and it is technically succeeding at that sort of Las Vegas Strip tackiness. Yeah, and and it is a theme. It certainly is a theme. Uh, whereas Downtown <laughs> Disney is just like nothing. Yeah, uh, it's just bland. And uh I would I would like to see something there. I remember do you guys remember the rumor that Star Trek was going to be involved in this new park? Oh, I never heard lands? that. That'd be yeah. really cool actually. I, I yeah, I had heard that. And I think that that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um I know that there is space for expansions uh, in the future. Quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. And I'm sure that we'll talk about that on a separate episode way down the line of like what the expansions to Epic Universe, Epic Universe Phase 2, what that could look like. Yeah. But for that i mean i think it would be cool to honestly just make the hub star trek oh like base it off of star trek san francisco you know Mm -hmm. like where the starfleet academy is yeah um making it based off of that sort of style of architecture or that uh that that like planet port that they visit in star trek beyond you know something like that Mm -hmm. um i think would be really cool and it would be you know it would be branded but like it wouldn't have to be so it could be like a little more obtusely branded you know sure. yeah um, and, and in a i way mean, that it could it, be cool
1: it, it could even be itself Deep Space Nine, you know, working on the sure. wormhole thing. You're taking wormholes to separate, like, micro-universes or something like that. You know? Very true. Uh, Very I, true. I, I think that's a really good idea, too, because Star Trek seems to me, and I, I'm assuming we're all uh, to a degree Star Trek fans, but it doesn't really seem like the exciting type of thing like Star Wars that's going to draw right. theme park goers into it. So right. if it is a free-to-access place, maybe that could bring some Star Trek fans in They're like, you know. Oh, I like this. And then they get in there and see, you know, what Super Nintendo World looks like. And they're like, oh, well, now I have to go in and visit it. So, And right. uh, I believe in, in um, Las Vegas for a while, there was the Star Trek experience that was there yes. that kind of had a, uh, a motion simulator type ride and everything. That I don't believe that there was any sort of pay to get into corks or anything like that when you got there. It was just you pay to get on the ride. So right. there is an established precedent for people going to Star Trek uh, attractions and not having to pay to get in. So if <laughs> there wasn't a the hub, they're kind of, I mean, it kind of falls in with a, with a, a tested um, uh, theory about Well,
2: that. And so. the thing about it is like you could do that and then expand and add an e-ticket attraction, you know, to it that you would need the, the, you know, the Epic universe wristband to get into. Um, yeah. But, but you could eventually add that in, which I think could be uh, could be pretty cool. Um, as an expansion. But I do hope that this shopping area is themed and is not left to be just generic. Um, right. Because uh, uh, generic is not epic, Universal. I got, um, <laughs> I got news for you.
0: Universal's uh, generic universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: oh, no. Oh, poor guys. Um, all right, well, for, so so before we go into, like, the actual individual lands, mm mm-hmm. I just want to talk about like generally what we feel about the choices of lands in general. Like taking taking the actual like information that we you guys have like found about the the attractions themselves, taking that out of the equation, what do we think about the choice of IP that's being used here?
0: I think they're relatively smart. I I think How to Train Your Dragon might be a little odd considering that series just ended. Mhm. Uh, unless they have plans to make more movies in the future. I don't uh, think they do. Yeah, the, I, I haven't seen the third one yet, but it sounds like it kind of conclusively ended it, so mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I think How to Train Your Dragon is odd. I mm-hmm. love classic monsters. Uh, I think Fantastic Beasts or whatever Harry Potter it's going to be in the end is obviously it's a you know, pretty no-brainer. Nintendo, of course, I'm super hyped for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's a good collection there isn't much tying them all together they all, Right. No, i think it's okay you know there was nothing tying the lands together for islands of adventure or right. even disneyland for that point
1: yeah w- when i was looking up this stuff last night uh the land that appealed to me the most had to be probably the classic monster land and the least was how to train your dragon mm-hmm. then when i started looking at patents and everything and we'll get into that in a minute i think that really flipped I think the How to Train Your Dragon stuff, while well, that doesn't... I, I love those movies. I saw them, but again, like Brian was saying, it's over. It's a dead franchise. Okay. I wasn't really that interested into it, and then once I started seeing what they are going to do to it, sure. I am... I think I'm really excited about what the rides look like there. Um, Nintendo's a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, how that did not already exist is really kind of crazy, but the Fantastic Beast one just kind of stands to me as the odd man out in the whole thing. It's... Um, it seems to me that the... Uh, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, uh, but I do joy and respect and appreciate those those films, but it doesn't seem like the public has really been enamored with the Fantastic Beast franchise like they were the the Harry Potter stuff that already no. exists. So yeah, but I, I see that the The Harry Potter thing, I mean, from what I understand, they made their profits to cover that park's expenses in butterbeer sales alone in the first year. So I understand why they want to put another one in, because he could sell more butterbeer. So I just uh, – I'm really unfamiliar with that whole thing, and I really don't care to watch the movies to find out about it. So that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, I
2: mean, I like Fantastic Beast, the first film. Uh, Crimes of Grindelwald is a a crime against humanity. But uh, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, I like that movie a lot more than most people. Like, I actively – really enjoy that movie and I enjoy those characters. Uh, and then and then Crimes of Grindelwald came along and just ruined um, any uh, goodwill I had toward that franchise. Um, but even I have absolutely no interest in this land. I really think we've gotten peak Harry Potter with Diagon Alley. I think two is enough. I think adding a third is... It's just too much. Having three gates of one IP, it's, it's too much. It's too much of one yeah. thing. And I think they are missing a huge opportunity to create something brand new rather than rest on their laurels and do, use this, what they think is probably the safe choice when in reality it's kind of just destined to fail, I think. Um, because I think it is going to be the least popular land. And I think putting Fantastic Beasts... And how to train your dragon right next to each other as far as the lands mm-hmm. doesn 't make a lot of sense either. just uh, oh, feng shui uh, like it doesn't like put them set them up diagonally or something like the fact that they 're right. both right next to each other it 's like you really you have two m- like mythical beast mythical animal lands right next to each other, but they have nothing to mm-hmm. do with each other. Like, it's just, it's baffling to me. Like, both franchises have dragons, but they're doing a dragon franchise and the Fantastic Beats franchise. It doesn't make any sense. I don't... I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like you two, I think Nintendo Land is a is an absolute no-brainer. And I think that Classic Monsters, Classic Monsters is by far the thing that I'm most excited for because I have long waited for Universal to create their Pirates of the Caribbean. And I think this is their opportunity to do that um is almost to retroactively make their Pirates of the Caribbean finally. This, a classic Universal Monsters ride, should have been an opening day attraction at Universal Studios Orlando. Um the fact that it never happened and is just now happening, I think they can retroactively make this like their like quote unquote, you know, evergreen ride, their forever ride. Mm -hmm. Um there, mm-hmm. that, like that's that's what I'm most looking forward to because I think that there's a lot of opportunity there, and I'm really hoping they just knock that one out of the park because I think it's I think it has the
1: the most opportunity to be like my favorite area in any Universal park. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of potential there. A lot of potential with all of this, but I, I think that yeah, like you, when we saw the kind of you know proposed stuff here, it was uh, yeah. that's a no brainer. You know,
2: I think I I do think the other two parks to me. I think your, your four parks should have been or your four lands should have been classic monsters, Nintendo, DC Comics and uh, Star Trek. That's what I think that they should have done. I, I, mm-hmm. I think right. that having Fantastic Beasts and How to Train Your Dragon is a mistake. How to Train Your Dragon is a dead franchise, and Fantastic Beasts might as well be a dead franchise. <laughs> <laughs> dead to you, huh? Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, it's, it's an undead <laughs> franchise. They're going to keep limping <laughs> along for three more movies, but no one wants this. Um, yeah. So uh, I, think, I think that, in general, uh, the choice of lands, two, I'm all for, five out of five choices— Uh, But then the other two are like super questionable, despite the fact that, you know, looking at these patents, I think they've got some really cool ideas. So this is just me just talking about the themes, not talking about the rides in any way at all. Um, The Mm -hmm. attractions within. I'm just talking about the themes and where my interest is.
1: I'm only interested in two of these. All right. Well, y'all want to get into the lands themselves and kind of take a look at what we got here?
0: Let's Absolutely. Do it.
1: Okay, great. So let's just start the show with a showstopper, since we all agree that this is probably the one that just seems to be the the biggest hit out of the park. Let's talk about Super Nintendo World. Uh, what mm-hmm. has been proposed for it? What has been dug up in patents? And kind of what is not represented that maybe could be coming in the future. Now, I imagine here. I mean, we don't need to delve into this. We're all Nintendo fans, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There uh, you
0: go. I have. Two tat- uh three video game tattoos, two of which are Nintendo specific. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me
1: guess. It's going to be uh, Super Chibi Robo and Kid Icarus, right?
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I actually know, I have a virtual boy on, on my ass.
1: <laughs> you want to look at
2: it, but it's really hard to look at. <laughs> it
1: burns it your, eyes. your eyes. It's yeah. just too majestic. <laughs> Seared into the back of my retinas. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So let's see. So we have proposed here or kind of now I want to I want to stress again, this is all rumored, all subject to change, Mm -hmm. but uh, probably going to be true. Right. And again, we are talking about our ideal version
2: of this park. So, uh, yeah, that that goes along with that. It's like some of these rumors are like, I'm sure we're going to plus up some of these ideas here and there. But um, in general, take everything that we're saying with a grain of salt.
1: And I want to say, too, this has all been dug up online. Uh, a lot of this work has been done by other websites. I want to give a shout out to OrlandoParkStop.com. Uh, a lot of the yeah. stuff coming from there, if you want to check them out, they have uh, exhaustive uh, research into this. And none of this was gleaned uh, from maybe uh, a late night drinking uh, conversation we had with uh, friends that might be involved in some project. So just want to throw that out there and get the air clear. So uh, <laughs> uh, we have proposed a Donkey Kong Mine Train roller coaster. And we'll get into mm-hmm. the specifics of all of these in a second. A Mario Kart ride, which is going to be present at all of the Nintendo theme parks. A mm-hmm. Yoshi ride. Uh, looks like there's uh, the also... Yoshi ride
2: is is using the uh, same ride technology as the Secret Life of Pets
1: ride that is opening, I think, next month at Universal Hollywood. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, no. I knew it was an omniv- Omnimover ride that looks like it's going to be a real constant moving people eater type thing, but I wasn't yes. aware of that. We can get into that in a second.
0: Um, That's funny. I just assumed Secret Life of Pets was going to be a a, a, a movie. A oh,
1: no, no. It's going to be you're,
2: you're like going through and the, the, the is they're using facial recognition software to turn you into a puppy. And then you get adopted. I'm not sure the logistics of it. I'm sure we're going to find out very soon. But from everything that I've read about it, that is the plot of the ride, is that you are a orphaned puppy who is getting adopted.
0: So the, the statistics on animal adoptions you know like <laughs> most animals just <laughs> sit in shelters forever like what if only one out of every five riders gets adopted
1: oh, oh, the flip side to that is really disturbing <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> feels sad. Oh, no. I, i'm much more comfortable with uh, getting on the back of a yoshi and riding around the,
2: the end of the secret <laughs> life of too. pet's ride you go across a mirror and you just the the, the ghost of your adopted parents like show up next to you
3: Oh no. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It looks like goodness. you're
2: going home with someone. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: uh, hitchhiking adoptive parents.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> oh
0: man!
1: Anyway. <laughs> So we also we also have in that unknown show building. So there is something else we, we're not aware of yet that mm-hmm. you know could be anything, could be a restaurant or whatever. And then an expansion pad for future Zelda rides. I'm assuming you know would probably where my mind first goes to. That's interesting. My mind actually first went to Pokemon. Uh, yeah, Pokemon d- definitely up there. Uh, with the, with the. I mean, it probably would be a lot easier to expand into Pokemon. Zelda could really, honestly, have its own world in and of itself. Yeah. So.
0: I'd be interested to see how a Pokemon world would work licensing wise because Pokemon isn't actually owned by Nintendo. Right? Oh right, it's game it's Game Freak and
2: but it's heavily associated with Nintendo.
0: It is. It's a little it's a little dicey. Right, and I, I'm sure they could make it happen, mm-hmm. but there is that hurdle to get over. Sure, I have a pitch here for a Pokemon show in that unknown building. By the way, Ooh, oh cool. Yeah yes i'm excited yeah.
1: yeah all right well let's uh let's talk about these other rides real quick, and we'll get to that uh so let's talk about this Donkey Kong mind train, mm-hmm. which really looks cool to me uh, yeah. It looks like, yeah yeah it's it's like a mind train style ride that looks like it goes through like jungle ruins and things like that, kind of like uh it looks like it lends itself more to the Donkey Kong country era of games as opposed sure. to. Yeah as opposed to trying to save um, Petunia Or whatever her uh, Paula I think was her Name Mm -hmm. uh, at the the, the top of The scaffolding that Mario had to go do Uh, the, The cool thing about this ride that makes It different is it looks like the mine Cart itself is actually elevated Off of the track right so the Track itself is there's like an arm Extending above and then it looks like you're on top of it And there has been some spy footage That has been found of a I don't know where it looked like it was in Kansas or something like That a version of this that had been created and put Out in a field somewhere and it's from a distance but it does look like it's raised off of the track and that looks kind of scary to me <laughs> yeah it's a, it,
2: well it looks like it's using something similar to like Kuka arm technology it looks like right. um it reminds me of the uh escape from gringotts ride um mm-hmm. a, a little bit but it's using it on more of a traditional roller coaster track and yeah. the idea right. is that the track itself is not real you're not actually using that track so that when the track disappears like it does in donkey kong where you're jumping over gaps you're not actually on that track so no one is actually in danger so when you're leaping over it it's because you're actually attached to the side of it and i think that is such a mind-blowing use of that technology i think it's so Mm -hmm. smart
0: it's it's really what a clever
2: design i think yeah
0: yeah. So when I was a kid, I remember watching I think it was the the early 2000s House on Haunted Hill. Mhm. And that movie opens up at at Islands of Adventure and they are on a roller coaster and they're like it's like the grand opening of the of this coaster and the coaster track is is messed up and so they send off like two cars at the same time, essentially. One of the cars goes flying off, and it's a simulation, and it's made to scare people. And then before the real car goes off, it uh, goes off the rails. Then it, the track fixes itself, and then it goes through the rest of the ride.
1: Right. <laughs> so you're seeing that come to reality now, huh? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's pretty fantastic. I, I've always wanted something like that that made it look like you're – roller coaster car goes airborne and this is the realization of that and i'm so excited for it when i first heard that we were getting a donkey kong mine train ride i assumed it was going to be something along the lines of what they have at disney paris and also they have the exact same roller coaster over at uh, tokyo disney sea uh in disney paris it's indiana jones themed and it's 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 a mediocre roller coaster it was it's fine but they're I assume that's what it was going to be like and mm-hmm. I'm so happy to find out that I was wrong. Yeah. Looking at the leaked photos of the model I, my favorite touch of this is that you see there's a waterfall and if you zoom in on it you can see that a mine car has gone through a barrel cannon and it is being shot over the waterfall.
1: Oh wow. Oh. So
0: if that's a real car that's actually a real car that people are going to be riding on we're going to be seeing cars going through the barrel cannon over the waterfall and that is such an exciting idea to me wow my one concern about this is i don't see how they're going to bank the turns with this car Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like banking turns with the car that high over the actual track is is going to prove difficult Mm -hmm. and so if you have a high speed turn that's going to make it really rough right but right. well that's
2: that, Other that's that. assuming that it's going to uh feel like a traditional roller coaster or work like a traditional roller coaster if if it's using the kuka arm technology there's lots of bank turns in the the hogwarts ride and in the mm-hmm. um escape from gringotts ride that it's able to do but it doesn't it's not the same feeling as on a roller coaster do you know what i mean
0: it doesn't look like a kuka arm though it looks just like a stand like it it to me that concept art the the patents just looks like a stationary arm that doesn't actually move. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm that's- not too familiar with the way that patents work if it's just sort of kind of an idea of what it's going to be but I agree with you it looks like almost like a girder that's like iron like yeah. welded to the side of it without any give to it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it could very well be. I think there's something called the G3 Robotron KUKA Arm. I, I might be getting that mixed up. But it's there is a, a KUKA Arm um, roller coaster, I think, that was developed in 2010 as a concept that I don't think it's ever been used. But it's straight up like the Harry Potter ride KUKA Arm car attached to a roller coaster track. So it, there's a possibility they could do it. It's just I don't know if it's fully represented in the patent filing that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It'll be
2: anyway. Uh, it looks awesome. It does. It, it looks does. awesome. I'm sure they have uh, bank turns and things like that figured out. I'm sure they n- understand um, how to right. get it to work. For all we know, they could do a thing maybe where the way the bank turn works is almost like when you take a sharp turn in the carts and like those later games, how like you sort of tip to the side, like the uh-huh. the opposite oh, side. Y- yeah.
0: Yeah. You could do something <laughs> like that. I want that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, please. And thank you. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool where you almost feel like you're going to fall out of the thing. So let's see. We we kind of talked about the Yoshi ride there for a little bit. I don't know if there's anything else to add to it. You're riding in Yoshi. It's kind of a Omni Mover family type ride, right. which is kind of nice to see that they're representing uh, something for someone of every age uh, that we have that thing going is there. Anything else you want to add about Yoshi? I mean, I
2: don't know what I'm I'm curious what the story of this ride would be. I don't know if it's just going to be. Uh I don't know something similar to the uh the Pandora like river ride. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be something really simple like that where it's just like look at all this Nintendo stuff. All right. Bye. Um uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just going to be that or if there's going to be more to it because the thing about it is you're already getting that to a certain extent with the Mario Kart ride. So mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. curious like I what, imagine, what the adventure is, I guess.
0: I imagine the adventure is going to be along the lines of uh, all the Yoshi games, like the Yoshi-specific games, where you're trying to save Baby Mario.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshi's Island, yeah, Epic Yarn, something Yoshi's like that. Yoshi's Island, Island yeah.
0: Yoshi Story, and all that. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine that's going to be what we're focusing on. Uh, Yoshi is trying to get Baby Mario, and trying to get him back, so we'll probably see Baby Mario fly away in a bubble, and be crying wah, wah, over yeah. and over until i <laughs> want to punch my tv oh no uh, <laughs> uh, i imagine that's what it's going to be
1: yeah 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 I, I i would have to agree it seems like maybe an entry point for younger kids that aren't familiar with nintendo it's like yoshi's a very easy character to kind of wrap your mind around he's a Music, fun-loving dinosaur, or whatever. It's just, I'm wondering if they're going to have the, the replication of the part in Super Mario World, where you are using Yoshi to jump to higher places and have to watch him fall to his death. Oh, <laughs> That's no. going to be represented in the eye. Yoshi. I, that, no. I think kids should have to experience that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I will say that there is rumored to be over 40 different animatronics on this ride, which is a big change mm-hmm. of pace. For uh, Universal in general, I'm really excited to see that they are trying to go a little more practical, it seems, with um, these new
0: worlds. I want to see a huge animatronic piranha plant.
2: That would be dope.
0: It would be really hard, I think, because the head would be so heavy and its stock is so small. But I'd like to see how they do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or a chain chomp. One of those two. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes,
2: please. <laughs> or one of the. Oh, uh, one are, the, the who's the sp- been
0: reading my diary?
2: One of those. What uh, are <laughs> the, the spiky brick dudes. Oh, uh, the thwomps? Yeah, the thwomps. Like a thwomp.
0: Yeah, there that'd are, be cool. There are thwomps on the, the wall uh, that is above Yoshi.
1: Oh, yeah. I see if you look that, at that
0: now. If you look at that model.
1: Oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay, cool. Dope. Well, anything that we don't have represented in a Yoshi ride like that could definitely be in the final ride in the land, which is the Mario Kart ride, which, like we said, we're going to get to see this thing pretty soon, uh, actually, because it's going to be in Nintendo parks worldwide. If it's going to be the same version of a ride that they have in uh, Tokyo or I'm not sure. Is that Tokyo, I think, where Universal Studios is? Uh, No, Osaka. Osaka excuse me this ride looks insane from the patent filings all sorts of stuff going on here it looks like uh, different uses of projection technology they've even put in a drifting or snaking mechanic into the cars yeah uh so this is not going to be a recreation of radiator springs racers from all available information we can see here so right. um scott mario kart ride is this something you're looking forward to oh my god
2: i mean i <laughs> this is this is insane uh, yeah everything that i 've seen about this is completely insane i I love the the way that they 're incorporating the show scenes. I love that the the glasses are the the three d glasses are not three d glasses they are a r glasses and that 's how like they're incorporating the um the power blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. I just in in you know being able to throw the shells and all of that are all involved in the AR technology. Like there is one show scene here where uh, in one of these concept arts where it looks like the queue is on the side of the ride, and I'm curious about what the people on the ride would be seeing versus the what the people in the queue looking at the ride would be seeing. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, as far as that goes. But I do think that this is. The concept of this is just one of the absolute mind-bogglingly amazing things, and if they pull this off, even to a degree at which it's being proposed,
1: uh, I think this could be the greatest ride ever created. Absolutely, a lot of systems going on there. Looks like you said the AR technology. Looks like almost like a magic leap. I think is the name of the uh, the technology they're using mm-hmm. uh, in in what I had seen there. Um, that's a lot of things to pull off at the same time, and I'm curious if this goes into B mode pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, and it, I'm really not sure. So, is this actually a a race? Are you actually racing other guests here, Brian? Or are you kind of just like experiencing the ride like you would uh, something like test track?
0: It looks like there's going to be a racing element. Probably you versus one other car, I think, and then maybe ha- then projecting some. You know, character cars with you know, Bowser and all that. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for this, though. I've spent more time playing Mario Kart than consuming any other content of anything else, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I have hundreds of hours in Mario Kart 8 on my Switch, and that's after having hundreds of hours of Mario Kart 8 on my Wii U. Uh, so uh, this is my dream. I've always wanted to have some sort of a Mario Kart attraction, some sort of real-life Mario Kart. I did something uh, something at uh, uh, South by Southwest Gaming years ago before Mario Kart 8 came out for the Wii U, and they had to set up a go-kart track, and you had to drive over these pads that your car read via Bluetooth, I think, and those gave you your weapons, and you hit a button and it would shoot a virtual weapon at your opponents, and the next opponent in line would slow down for... A bit of the race for about 15 seconds Ah, it was pretty cool it was pretty cool and you got and then later on after you rode the ride you got an augmented reality video that showed you like that showed your item box going off it showed what place you're where it you were in off to pull that from facebook because i got it on facebook it was it was cool for what it was it was for being a little pop-up thing that ran for three days but this i cannot wait for it is what I want out of a theme park attraction is what I want out of a Mario Kart attraction. I like the idea that they are finding a way to simulate the speed with the moving the moving objects like as you're going around a turn they just kind of circle the objects around you to make it look like you're going faster along with the projections on the screen. Right. That looks like it's going to be a pretty cool effective way. Scott, you're talking about that picture with the the people in line or the the people observing the ride. I assume they're going to see the cars going by. They will also see the giant screen that is behind the racers. Right. So they'll they'll see that what I'm hoping for on this is that one part of the ride the cars do go faster than they go for most of the ride? That could be like the outdoor portion of Test Track or the the race part of Radiator Springs Racers. That way, if you are standing there watching the cars go by, they're not just going put 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 put. Right? It, it's, it, they actually look like they're going fast at that moment, uh, instead of just being the simulated speed. But I I can't wait. This is my number one attraction that I'm excited for in this land
2: I mean the the other thing too that they could do to, to help with this is if they put if it wasn't an open air queue and that there was a wall there that they hide by making it a screen and they basically incorporate the AR footage into the screen so you're seeing real people go by but it's through a screen where you're seeing the AR elements as well Ooh, okay, mm-hmm. that could be kind of cool
1: Neat. Okay, great. So that's Nintendo Land. Let me. Before we move on to anything else, is there any? Uh, I know we we kind of wanted to discuss what we had uh, found in patent filings online, but we also kind of wanted to talk a little bit about if there was a ride you could have in the park. What would you have? Is there anything in Nintendo Land that's missing that you guys think could, uh, the the park could really use on day one?
0: So I have a lot to say about my Zelda and Splatoon <laughs> ideas that I'm going to pitch uh-huh. for you when we when we do a full Nintendo episode. So I'm going to save sure. that, uh, but I'm just going to specifically talk about that that building, that show building that we don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. I have two ideas for this. One is what I dream it to be. The other one is what I know it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. Well, no. It, copious air quotes just yeah. because I know Universal. What I know it's going to be it is going to be a tie-in attraction for the Illumination Super Mario movie. Oh. It's got to be a, a 4D movie that ties that ties into that. Yeah, and you're probably I right. I think they're, <laughs> With Yoshi probably focusing on Baby Mario and Mario Kart not having many big character moments probably because it's going to be going by too fast to have big character moments. Right. There isn't much Mario representation here. So there has to be something that's is a Mario attraction that isn't just Mario Karts. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine that'll be a 4D movie that is Super Mario Brothers related. It'll tie into that new movie that's coming out in the next, I think, two years. I can't remember exactly how long it's going to be. But mm-hmm. I imagine that's what it's going to be. What I want it to be, I want that show building to be a stadium. Mm-hmm. You go in, you sit down, and it is a Pokemon battle. yeah. I want live actors yeah. throwing out Pokeballs to reveal giant Pokemon animatronics. Yeah, You could even do it so that there's a turntable under the theater so that you don't know what Pokemon's going to come out. So you might have different trainers for each mm. battle and you might go in and, oh, well, I, I you might see Charizard this time around or you might see Blastoise or you might even see Mewtwo. Who knows? And I think this that would be... A home run show, without a doubt.
2: Yeah, especially if it was like a dinner theater, like medieval times or something. Oh, <laughs> Scott, that's great.
0: <laughs> Scott, I want this so
3: bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's that's pretty cool. I think you could also do something similar with Super Smash Brothers in there as well. Oh. So, like either one of those would be. Would be pretty cool. I think Super Smash Brothers would have to be a show of some kind, like a stunt show or something, kind of idea. Because you yeah. wouldn't be able to do like a ride because or experience because then you're like fighting someone and like I don't I don't know I don't know how to make an actual fight work yeah. in an, <laughs> in an attraction. But as a show, well, I mean, yeah, we got plenty of uh, you know things that um, are similar to that. and I think a Super Smash Brothers idea would be uh, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I personally would love to see a, a Yoshi's Mansion. Uh, dark uh, dark attraction. Oh, Luigi would be pretty Lu- cool. Luigi's Mansion. Luigi. Yeah. Excuse me. Yoshi. Pff, man. I'm sorry. We're an hour in right now. My brain's starting to drift. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Luigi's Mansion would be cool. I don't know how to make it work. It'd just be like a haunted mansion it, type thing. So that,
0: that I would say knock out of the park. And that that's part of my my spiel for Nintendo. <laughs> for yeah. A full well, Nintendo. Th-
1: but. well, that uh, hopefully that show will be coming up pretty soon because it sounds like we all have some pretty cool ideas for. Yeah. That, for so, sure. Um, for sure. And we have some great ideas to let Nintendo know how to sell more Pokemon plush dolls. So get on that. Yeah. So um, let's let's move over uh, across the park real quick to the How to Train Your Dragon Land, Mm -hmm. which uh, I think that this was probably the one that was least anticipated by all of us going in. Um, But I have to say, looking at some of the patent filings for this and the possibilities of it, uh, I'm actually – this might be – uh, my second uh, most uh, anticipated land now. So let me just go through real quick some things about the land. It's very large, uh, has a real big footprint. It does. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a motion simulator ride, a stage show, a roll. Well, I guess the roller coaster uh, is actually kind of attached to the hub, so I don't know that the roller coaster is really a how-to-train-your-dragon try- tie-in. Uh, there's a boat ride, a play area and something called a uh, like a like a skyfly i think is what they call it so um, to get into these specifics real quick the skyfly is going to be a variation on a and i'm going to butcher this Gertzlauer skyfly uh, have you guys seen this attraction do you know what it is
0: yeah i think i've seen it is that the one that like it flies up into the air and it spins around as well sort of looks like a extra fancy carnival yeah. attraction Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it is. it's its is uh, You're basically on your own uh, unit Or whatever, I guess it's supposed to be a dragon <laughs> It's a kind of uh, an um, approximation of a dragon The ride has one arm Where the uh, guest would ride on it And the other side is a counterweight So it kind of swings up off the ground And while it's up in the air You uh, have things attached to your arms That you can tilt one way or the other That will actually cause you to spin So you're kind of in control of yourself As you go through this arc I, I see Scott's kind of frowning when he hears that It's a prime for all sorts of uh, uh insurance issues, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
2: no that that sound that that is exactly the kind of ride that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is just uh, uh uh thrills for no reason. Um just right. mm-hmm. just like like here, make yourself feel sick. Uh enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's that's why I don't I don't love carnivals, because I think carnival mm-hmm. rides are boring uh and are just like here spin around a bunch and it's I, I don't I don't find that fun um, and maybe that yeah. makes makes me a stick in the mud I don't know but yeah this looks like
1: exactly the kind of ride that I would just roll my eyes at and skip um, for sure yeah, it's definitely a little bit more off the rack than the rest of the stuff you would see in uh, in the proposed epic universe so far it, yeah. but I will say it uh, if it's if it's anything like the existing Gertzlauer Sky Flyers that it. The theming of it, it looks, it looks like they've done a good job of, of fitting it to the How to Train Your Dragon theme, mm-hmm. I guess. So, um, yeah, it's the kind of thing that I might try once and then I'll probably realize when I'm up in the air that I'm a 40-year-old man <laughs> and that I cannot ride things like I used to when I was younger and have to get off and sit down for a while. So. That's
0: how I felt last time I rode uh, Rip Ride Rocket. I'm like, oh goodness, this is not for me anymore. You
1: feel your mortality, don't you? Yes. Yeah.
0: By the way, you were saying that the the coaster looked like it was attached to the hub. I didn't notice this until I was looking recently. There are the Dueling Dragon, uh, the, the Dueling Dragons, the Dueling Coasters that are attached to the hub. There is a third roller coaster right next to it.
1: Yeah. Then maybe that's what I'm thinking of as far as the roller coaster That's it was hard to tell because they're so close to each other if it was that hub roller coaster which in the hub roller coaster does look like it's some sort of uh dueling launch coaster yeah. it it looks like there's two tracks along with it so then we've like you're saying there's a th- third track right next to it so uh it could be a How to Train Your Dragon roller coaster there's not a whole lot of information on that so far that I could find right. at least so it's probably a conventional roller coaster type thing
0: I imagine it to be along the lines of Slinky Dog Dash
1: right yeah, th- oh, yeah th- this okay. one,
2: like, I'm looking at uh, the- these these patents and stuff, and it-, it seems to be suggesting that it's going to be something akin to the Hagrid roller coaster, where it's, like, kind of close to the ground. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But it's also supposed to be less intense than that one, so it's more of, like, a kiddie roller coaster.
1: And that kind of brings up a bigger thing. This looks like, if anything else, the more kid-friendly area of the entire park. Yes. For yeah, sure. yeah, Definitely. Which, you know, we're all like cool dudes here, so that doesn't appeal to us, but still. (laughs) (laughs) There is a, uh, there's also a boat ride that Mm -hmm. uh, looks like a variation on the Mac Splash Battle, which I had never heard of this before, but I watched some videos on it last night, and it looks like something that doesn't appeal to me at all, where you can actually shoot at other guests uh, with uh, kind of water guns the Mm -hmm. whole time. So you can soak other people and in turn get soaked, and um, not a fan of that. It wouldn't be universal if
0: you didn't walk out soaked.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is true.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't like uh, giving the power to strangers to like bully me. Um, that's not. <laughs> that's not my favorite thing. Universal. Uh, so I, there, I'm. I'm good. Well, it just. It just doesn't. It just doesn't appeal to me. I. It doesn't appeal to me. I'm neither a sadist nor a masochist. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they think that I, anyone would want that. Um, I don't know. Seems sociopathic to me, but what do I know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So here's my concern about that roller coaster. We have that coaster. We have the multi-launch coasters that are right next to it. We have Hagrid. And then we have the Jurassic World coaster that's going into islands of adventures that's a whole lot of samey style roller coasters these multi-launch coasters and i'm worried that in 10 15 years we're going to look at that and those are going to be dated and those are clearly going to be like this is this was a time where these multi-launch coasters were the in thing and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we're not going to care about them anymore yeah i have a concern about that yeah and like i said with Jurassic Park and Hagrid being so close to each other in Islands of Adventure, and then these two coasters, the Dueling Coaster and the, the How to Train the Dragon one being so close together, it just seems like too much of the same thing, too close to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, maybe an issue, may not. I know in Disneyland, um, uh, aren't Haunted Mansion and Pirates pretty close to each other? Yeah,
0: But at least yeah, they have different I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm... I don't know.
1: That's true, yeah. And I'm not trying to negate your point, right, because right. it's definitely like exterior roller coasters on the outside, you look at it, and it's probably going to be even confusing, like, well, which one did I get in line for here? You know I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, so, but that's, that's definitely a good point, that you could put too many things by each other, and it, uh, it will not age well, so... Mm-hmm. Um, There is a stage show uh, Coming to How to Train Your Dragon Land and it looks like a variation On a traveling How to Train Your Dragon Stage show which until last night I didn't even know Existed have you guys seen any footage From this thing I have not is it similar To like
2: the, the, the Jurassic Park Traveling stage show and the
1: Marvel Traveling stage show that's um, exactly Where I was going to go the dinosaurs yeah. alive I think was the name of a right. tour like 10 years yeah. ago So yeah which is extremely impressive Puppets uh, but imagine in the How to Train Your Dragon universe so you've got some big yeah. Kind of like goofy-looking dragons that come out, and you know, um, some sometimes they use projection to make it look a little bit bigger than it is. And I have to say, it, it, it visually it was very appealing. I don't know if this is anything I do twice, but it sounds like uh, for the, the kind of the puppetry aspect of it, if you're into that, it could be cool. Again, sure. something for children, something for families. Yeah, as long as um, they
2: as long as they keep the uh, modern pop culture references to a minimum.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this dragon? <laughs> Lady Gaga? Like
3: <laughs>
1: Universal? Uh, not exactly. Uh, <laughs> it has the best track record with their uh, Bill and Ted show and Beetlejuice show from and, you know it's stuff bad. aging well and seeing bad yeah mm, okay yeah uh, <laughs> so the the final attraction that we have for the How to Train Your Dragon land which is something that immediately it, it kind of like set my mind on fire of how cool it could be is the yeah. motion simulator flying ride so did you guys get a chance to look at the patent filing yes. for this oh yeah yeah, I'll explain it to the listeners who haven't been able to see it. Imagine something like Soren or the Avatar Flight of Passage ride, but instead of sitting and looking at it from like a straight-on point of view, the projection is done in almost like a bowl shape underneath you. So the way you're extended, you're kind of almost laid out, not exactly on your stomach, but you're tilted to a degree that you're staring down past your feet, and then it's got a projection up in front of you as well. So uh, this kind of seems like the kind of thing, if you're afraid of heights, it might be an instant triggering <laughs> type thing. Right. Uh, but if you're not afraid of heights, this looks like an amazing, uh, hang glider, like flying on a dragon type experience. So yeah. Scott, when, when, when you first saw the filing for this, where, where, where did your mind go?
2: I mean, it looks, it looks amazing. It looks like you're, you're basically being dropped into an omni dome screen. Right. Is the, is, is yeah. the concept. This looks nuts. I think the thing that I'm most curious about is how they're going to, I guess, nail the takeoff. Of, mm-hmm. of the ride um, yeah. because, you know, the way that this is designed, it very much looks like you're supposed to be up above and then and, and is like dropped in to this space. So maybe these are it, it's almost like a backward Soren where mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. start you start in the rack like you do in the performance part of Soren and then like you would drop into the actual loading part of Soren. So it's just yeah. flipped. Um, I, you know, that's the only way that I can think that this would work is like, you're jumping off a cliff into a flying position. Uh, really that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool idea for a ride and something that, you know, I love this franchise and, and this would be something that would definitely blow me away. Uh, especially if they do something cool, like give each individual riders their own dragon with their own sort of like uh personality you know kind of like oh. how everybody wants the skunk on the on the uh <laughs> yeah. on the, the the Jesse ride I love um, Jesse skunk. carousel Yeah exactly everybody wants the skunk but yeah like being like oh i i i lucked out i got this dragon this time like that would be cool
1: yeah, yeah, or even maybe in the uh, new test track where you actually design a car before you go ride test track, you could try to design your own dragon Ooh, and then jump on it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian, whenever you were looking at this ride, did it uh, strike any sort of fear of heights or anything like uh, no, that? Not you might
0: for think? me. It, it looks like it's going to be great. Uh, my, yeah, my concern with yeah. like with Scott was the load in and load out and how you get into that experience because my biggest mm-hmm. issue with Soarin' is that it just you. You walk in and you're staring right at that screen and you... Yeah. And then all of a sudden they lift you up and then, oh, oh hey, look, I'm flying now. I think that's one mm-hmm. thing that they perfected pretty well with uh, Avatar. I think Avatar works really well because more or less it is a simulation. Uh, so they they say, okay, yeah, we're going to put you to sleep and then you're going to be bamfed into your Avatar and... So, and with the way that they work uh, work through that it works really well i think it's a pretty cool pretty nifty mm-hmm. trick that they do there this is not futuristic technology this is not set in a world where you are like oh we're we're going to you know send you into your avatar here and you're going to be riding your dragon they can't say that kind of stuff that will make you believe it so right Mm -hmm. i i I, that's my big concern how how do they make it look like we are actually in this world without me staring at just staring at a big screen until it turns on
2: right i i also i think that there's also um you know i'm looking at this thing and i and i and i'm wondering too based on the design of it Maybe the idea is not that you're riding a dragon, maybe the idea is that you are
1: hang gliding with dragons. Yeah. Cuz now um I'm not looking at it, but it, above you it doesn't almost look like a reconstructed like uh almost like Renaissance era Leonardo da Vinci
2: style like wing right, or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there would be no reason for that because you're not actually flying. So um, yeah. the only reason for that would be for theming and story reasons, uh, mm-hmm. which could be a solution to that problem, is that you're not actually riding a dragon. You are uh, flying with them. Yeah. Or yeah. or
1: gliding with them, as the case may be. One thing I'm really curious about with uh, this ride is if it's much like Avatar, if it's going to use any sort of like 3D technology. Because uh, How to Train Your Dragon remains probably the best 3D experience I've ever had in a cinema. That's, That's true. It yeah. But it's also... 3D glasses on the people. Yeah. Oh, it does? Okay,
0: great. Then uh, hopefully... It looks like they have a strap that goes around your, the back of your head so they don't fall off. Yeah, goggles.
1: Okay. 3D goggles. I was about to say, because if it, everything is below you, you've got a tendency to this thing's probably falling off your head and down yeah. to the dome below. I don't know how they retrieve I, those. I really so. don't um, look
0: forward to uh, putting on goggles that other sweaty tourists have put on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <yep>. you know, we're <laughs> getting coronavirus now. Well, so. um, let's uh, any other thoughts on uh, the how to train your dragon land before we move on to the next one? Um, I don't think so. I, I think it's probably the most well thought out
2: land. Uh, yeah. And and I do really like like one thing that you never get to see with, you know, quote unquote kitty areas is they they are very much designated like this is the kitty area. Right. Do not expect any adult fun rides like yeah. these are just for kids like stop complaining. <laughs> these are for children. <laughs> do you want to make this child cry? Like that's always what I feel like anytime I go in a kitty ride and, and or a kitty area and leave unimpressed. Um I, I like that they have created a good mix of kitty stuff while also keeping the e-tickets kid-friendly, but
1: not necessarily kitty rides. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Well, let's move on to the land that I think uh, we all have the most reservations about, and that's going to be the Fantastic Beast land. Because mm-hmm. uh, nothing like launching a, uh, a theme park land if we've only got two movies under your belt. So and I don't think the next Fantastic Beast movie won't be out by 2023, will it? Oh, yeah, it will. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, fine. I think maybe. I think it
2: comes out in uh, November 2021, I think is the next. Oh, one. okay.
1: That's a lot sooner than I thought. Yeah. So, okay, we'll have three movies by that point. So, maybe one of these rides that's proposed will tie into it. So, of the two rides, this is some of the more insane stuff, I think, that they've got proposed uh, for Epic Universe. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, one ride, which, and this is very vague as to what these rides are going to be. So, we're going to use a lot of imagination here. Uh, the first ride is kind of known as just the Ministry. That's yeah. what people are calling it. Um This ride has an insane system to it. It appears that it's going to simulate some sort of like warping in and out of different areas. And the way they might do that is it has a track on the ground and then a track above an overhead track that's actually going to put almost like a a boxed room around your cart or whatever it is you're in, your Omnimover, that will actually lift off. And we'll have projections inside of it. So it's almost as if you're going along and you're, you're, uh, it feels like you're inside a room at the Ministry of Magic and then somehow that thing is going to lift off and then you'll be in some sort of show building. And that looks like it's going to happen several times over the course of the ride. Um, I have to say we're using our imaginations A lot with this show we're trying to come up with different sort of Like rides and mm-hmm. uh, different sort of Systems and things like this this is the kind of thing that Never would have occurred to me and I'm kind of like Am I even qualified to be a <laughs> show Like this because this has got Some real insane imagination uh, if It even is something that they're going to go with because patent Filings of course don't always mean that this is What the rides going to end up looking like they're just trying to uh, Lock a patent down on the technology Beforehand so, right Brian uh, when, when you got a chance to look at this did you Is this a, a ride that uh, appears to use, or any way that you could see this being like a, a cool thing to experience,
0: it looks amazing to me. The this the idea that you're in this car with a with a false room around you is such a cool idea to me, and it's mm-hmm. this it's a natural extension to what they did with uh, Forbidden Journey because you know if you if you're on that you're in the KUKA Arm and you have these those circular projection screens in front mm-hmm. of you and if you look too far to your left or too far to your right you can see the edges of those screens mm-hmm. the fact that this is going to be a room that completely encompasses you and it's simulating the i'm assuming what they're trying to simulate is the flu network so you're going into a fireplace and then you're being transported from one place to another while just being in the same physical actual show building that's a really cool way to do that I, yeah I'd always kind of wondered, how would they do something with the Flu Network? How would how would they make that kind of transport magical transportation work? And this looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And if this were just a standard Harry Potter attraction and not Fantastic Beasts, I would be 10,000% on board instead of just like, okay, this looks really cool, I'll go on it. But I still have reservations with it being this. The rumor is that it's going to be the Paris Ministry, which is... From the second movie. Okay. Uh the second Fantastic Beast mm-hmm. movie. I would have preferred if they had done it in the New York ministry, which was in the first which is the first one. I thought that was my one of my favorite things about the first Fantastic Beast is it gave us that look at the American Wizards, mm-hmm. which were I thought were different enough from the English wizards that we had gotten to know and love from the first from the first set of books and movies <clears throat> i liked it enough i like that they were you we saw they're more utilitarian they are like they're they definitely have had influence from the industrial revolution you know you see instead of fancy wand waving they just kind of they they just do their incantations and in points and then even they'll have a physical umbrella coming out of their out of their wand i always thought that was really interesting with that first movie and then when we went back to paris it it went back to more of the the same, so I was I w- I was hoping mm. for a New York ministry if it's Fantastic Beast or just the you know the the London ministry if it were standard Harry Potter. Scott, you have something to say? I can tell.
2: Yeah, well, okay, so let me, let me, let me, let me propose, let me, let me help, help you through this because I, I agree with you, but we're talking about the flu networks, so why wouldn't the plot of this ride be that, you know, Grindelwald's attacking, like, multiple ministries simultaneously and you were jumping from ministry to ministry, so you... Oh. St- you start, in, you start in New York, you go to France, you go to London, you go to maybe a ministry we've never seen before, Japan, and you, you jump from ministry to ministry trying to take out all of Grindelwald's people who are hitting the ministry simultaneously. It would be like uh, the scene in Doctor Strange when they're hitting all of the, all of the houses at the same time. Um, yes. It would be something yes. like that because if you're doing the, the, the flu power, like what, what are you just going between different rooms of the same building? That's boring, that's, right? That's, that's not magical. Let's, let's go all across the world. Like that's the whole point of the Fantastic Beast movies is that we're going all across the world. So I think okay. that's I'm probably sold. what is happening here.
0: I am sold 100% <laughs> now. Yes. Yep. That sounds fantastic.
2: Beasts. And where to find them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now,
0: my question, I, and I'd, I'd have to like look into this, and Kyle, uh, I, I know you don't seem to be as well-versed in Harry Potter as we are. Not at uh, all. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I, I'd be curious to see in, if there's anything in the lore of Harry Potter. What does the Flu Network cover? Does it cover just just the UK? Does it cover more than that? Could you go across the sea? Because we don't see... Mm-hmm uh we don't see Meant. him go across we see him go across the sea on a boat. We don't see him use the flu network. That's my only concern with that idea.
2: Yeah, well, he was also uh uh trying to do the whole thing undercover and they might be uh keeping an eye on the flu networks. That's true. However, just because the flu networks are a thing doesn't mean that you couldn't just be apparating. Okay. So so it could be flu or operation. Like I mean it could be either one or maybe some combination of both. Like who knows? Right. Um,
0: yeah, they could so they could just make a one of these boxes that encompasses your ride vehicle. It could be just what looks like a fireplace, or it could be a blank box that they project onto like, yeah. like those big circular screens and that could be your operation. Right, right. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um I, I also I think that the the amazing thing about this technology, it reminds me a lot of Rise of the Resistance in that Rise of the Resistance is combining three distinct ride technologies into a single ride. And this box technology is literally just the same technology from the uh Poseidon's Fury uh uh magic.
1: Wow, like, you brought it up. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, it's besides right.
2: Fury. Like that it, but they're incorporating it into a ride and I literally think that is one of the coolest like magical moments in any Universal attraction because it is just like that moment when that when you don't even see the wall go up. You just get a, a, a light shine in your face and then by the time your eyes adjust you're like, "Oh my god, where am I?" Um <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like, look, that attraction has its issues. And I think the water tunnel and that trick are the only cool parts of the whole thing. The rest of it is pretty lame. But those two things work like gangbusters. And to use that box technology, that magic trick on a ride is such a smart idea and reminds me of the way that they incorporated the three ride technologies into ride, Rise of the Resistance and the way that they're supposedly using um, several different kinds of ride techniques and magic tricks in the Avengers e-ticket
1: ride. Gotcha. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm much more sold on this concept than I was uh, going into it, so I had no idea like, how they would be able to use this or anything, but it sounds... Uh... It sounds very ambitious, to say the least. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, very much so. I'm, I'm into it, though. It's, it's really cool. I mean, I again, I think it's a mistake that they're doing this. I think, you, I think they would have been better suited using this technology on a Star Trek attraction where you're mm-hmm. transporting from place to place. But if we're going to be stuck with the Fantastic Beast thing, I think this is a great use of that
1: franchise, including the next attraction, for sure. Very cool. Let's talk about that next attraction, which is, uh, there's not really much of a name for it, but I'm just going to call it Creature Tower. <laughs> for, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's very creative. This is weird looking. So Yes, it is. For those out there who haven't seen this, imagine something like Tower of Terror, but mm-hmm. instead of just one cart dropping, there are four carts at the same time, and you're all facing each other. So yeah. if you love looking strangers in the eye, like I'm sure everybody else <laughs> does, uh, especially during a uh, thrill attraction. Is that weird? <laughs> let, me, let, let me ask you something
2: Are either I or them Squirting each
1: other with water <laughs> uh, Well not as of this posting but You never know what they could add <laughs> um, This is a tower Drop type ride so you're dropping and you're looking At people the whole time uh, and it looks to, There's some sort of like projection technology Going on as well or maybe mm-hmm. animatronics Where in between the different cards that are facing each Other uh, there's going to be some sort of like commander's uh Creatures or loose or something like that mm-hmm. So not a whole lot to go with here oh oh i need to add this as well it looks uh, according to the patent filing there's also some sort of tilting mechanic that goes in as well so imagine that you're dropping at a tremendous speed but also you're kind of tilting from side to side the whole time as well so a recipe for disaster if you ask me yeah um,
3: um, i don't or
1: know. or i wonder if at some point you could tilt forward so
2: you're dropping and facing the ground oh god
0: there's a there's a <laughs> drop ride i've ridden uh it was uh oh goodness I think it was called Danger Zone. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's something. It's at Kings Island, Paramount's Kings Island. Oh yeah. And it was a tower ride that it it turned your entire way up and it just it moved very slowly. You get to the very top and then it tilts you forward about eh, maybe about like 70 degrees, not like a full like 90 degrees looking sure. straight down, but and then you drop at that angle the entire way down.
1: Oh lord. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, honestly, I, you know, I am, I, I, I'm a big fan of the drop ride. I don't, I don't like the open drop rides like Mm -hmm. at Kings Island and like, uh, Dr. Doom's, uh, uh, fear, fear, fearfall. Um, I'm not into that. Uh, too many, too many accidents have happened on rides like that. Yes, <laughs> uh, but these indoor ones I'm into. I like Twilight Zone. I like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I would really like this. I, it looks like fun. But the fact, yeah, the fact that in the concept art they have uh, sh- uh, shoulder restraints tells me that yeah, this thing is going to tip forward for
1: sure. Okay, and yeah. what about the projection or animatronics in the middle of the room? Does that do anything for you?
2: Yeah, because because imagine this: imagine a a uh, a screen because we are talking Universal, a screen <laughs> uh, with a dragon that like opens its maw and you're falling toward it. That's pretty oh. cool.
1: Yes, that's very cool. That's right, a I'm cool idea. Maybe maybe something that flies along with you while you're dropping. Could yeah, be kind totally. of like Yeah, yeah. Totally,
2: yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm into it. I think it's uh I think it's a cool use of that technology. Um and uh definitely something I wouldn't have conceived of in the Harry Potter world. So uh mm-hmm. I, I like how
1: original it seems. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it for the Fantastic Beasts area. Um, if it's anything as close to the cool theming that they have in Hogsmeade Village, then I think I'm going to get a lot out of it. So, uh, but hard to tell right now what all's going on on this land. Maybe we can update the show when we have a little bit more information in the future. Because mm-hmm. uh, those two rides seem very ambitious, and I wouldn't be surprised if they change. Hopefully, they don't, because I love your idea for the um, the Ministry ride uh, with the Flu Network, Scott. So, yeah, I think it would be cool. Be cool. Very cool. Well, speaking of very cool, let's move on to the final land, uh, which is one that I think we all are looking forward to, um, which is the Universal's classic monster uh, area, which not a whole lot to go by. on this one as well, even though they, the ride patent filing has a lot of detail in it, the overall kind of like theme of the land is it seems to be kind of like a Bavarian village, like maybe something like uh, a European village that's haunted at night by monsters or something like that uh, with two rides one of which uh is it looks like it's going to be some sort of a advanced dark ride uh Mm -hmm. possibly even a roller coaster and the other very hard to tell it looks like the windmill from the end of frankenstein is represented in the um in the uh, the blueprints for everything, but it's hard to tell what that's supposed to be other than, like, maybe probably a walkthrough attraction, which doesn't seem likely, but that's kind of where some of the rumors are so far. Um, Brian, are you a fan of the old Universal Classic Monsters, and uh, what what is the appeal of this land to you?
0: My big... So, my biggest connection to these Classic Monsters is through the Universal parks, and I was always really disappointed when they got rid of them. Uh, yeah. Because that was... Uh, that that was my connection to them i've i've watched i watched the movies a lot uh, as a kid uh, it's been a long time though and i i'm definitely wanting to revisit them now that i know that this is coming
1: yeah i think that's one thing that universal they they can't seem to get over the fact that their legacy is based i mean their their studio was built really on the back of these classic monsters back in the day and it seems like they try to resurrect them every decade or so we'll get something like you remember there was a time when they did um there was like uh, some monster movies that came out. Uh, like I think there was a Frankenstein movie was uh, directed by. Oh shoot, it's the guy who was in the Harry Ken, Potter movies. He directed Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Brana, yeah, yeah. Mary um, Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> Mary Shulish Frankenstein thank you um uh, pretty fun movie it seems like they they keep wanting to try to bring these monsters back into public consciousness and, mm-hmm. and we had the dark universe thing that was abandoned recently and <laughs> I I'm, I'm very happy that they're going with this representation of that era of of monsters and I I think that while those movies you know the James Whale movie is a classic film and if you're a film buff you know Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein are movies you have to see and I'm sure you appreciate um but if you're outside of that film buff area they they seem to be a little bit slower for the modern audience so yeah. presenting this in a theme park that you can actually walk through seems like a really brilliant idea to me scott what is your what what is your opinion on the universal monsters
2: um i think that the universal monsters are great i mean they're they're iconic they are arguably one of the if not the most iconic thing from universal stable of characters mm-hmm. and and ip The only issue that I could see is if they end up being afraid of leaning into the 1930s, 1940s era classic Universal Monsters and try to update them in any way, Mm -hmm. I think that they're going to struggle. Because every time that they try to do any sort of Universal Monsters thing and update it in any way... Uh, there's been like a few uh, uh, walk through like ha- haunted houses and Halloween Horror Nights houses. There was like a Frankenstein versus the Wolfman this year. Um, and it's terrible. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, it looks awful because they don't know what makes these characters work and what people like about them. Mm-hmm. I want to ride this ride and I want to get the same kind of feeling with maybe a little more of a thrill that I get when riding Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's what I want out of this ride. And it does look like it's going to be a little more thrilling, and that's fine. We live in modern times. I understand that. Um, I, we don't need to go back to the, to the 60s and pretend that we're making a ride from there <laughs> as much as I would probably enjoy that. Uh, but I think that making sure that they stick with that 1930s, 1940s iconography is going to be extremely important to make this work because yeah. that's what people are going to be connecting to, uh, right. not some, theme park exclusive rebranding or rebooting of these characters. No one yeah. wants that. Don't do it, please. Don't yeah. do it.
1: <laughs> I, want, I he- want the
0: entire ride to be in, in grayscale. That would be amazing.
1: That would be. That's a- actually was was. It almost looks like that from the concept art. It looks like yeah. the colors are kind of washed out from that portion. And I'm curious if. I mean, of course, you can't do that with the uh, the the foliage in the area. It's going to have to be green. So, yeah. but I'm curious if they're going to make it a little bit more dull in the color palette to kind of match
3: yeah.
1: the, the the theming of those old black and white movies. I, I
2: want to feel like I'm walking through a horror theme Pleasantville. That's what I want.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Uh, One thing about um, I'm I'm, I'm curious if music is Going to be a big part of this land because Those old movies had such like foreboding Like scores mm -hmm. the whole time and one thing About Universal Parks that I appreciate more about Maybe other Disney parks or whatever is there Seems to be a separation of kind of like theme music As opposed to actual soundtrack music like you walk Through the Jurassic Park area Valens Adventure and They're actually playing the John Williams score at You Mm -hmm. the whole time you know Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm curious Uh, this could really be A moody area that You know we're, we're kind of lacking in a lot of Horror theming right now outside of the haunted mansion area in yeah. uh, in Magic Kingdom, so uh, I think this could be kind of a standout portion of the park for people that are into that kind of thrill. Yeah, so.
2: I mean, I think that there's there's a, a world where if they're smart, they'll turn that Frankenstein uh, windmill thing that is rumored to be a walkthrough. Um, much like the Haunted Mansion before it, hopefully they will turn it into an Omnimover ride um, yeah. and really just literally just turn it into almost the Haunted Mansion. And then you've got this e-ticket. In the form of this Dracula Castle ride that you could turn into almost like a Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, not literally mm-hmm. in the ride, but I mean in theming and um, what you're expecting as far as the type of ride, as far as it being a thrill ride. Um, yeah. But like the idea of having those two things together in one land Bl- like, just blows my mind. That, yeah. Like, I would spend so much time in that area. It would be ridiculous. Um, yeah. I, I would absolutely adore that section of the park.
1: So, as far as the ride itself goes, uh, there are some patent filings out there, but I couldn't really glean a whole lot from it other than it just being some sort of like, it, it's rumored to be a dark ride that possibly has every universal monster presented in it. Yeah. It looks like it takes off from a Dracula or Frankenstein's castle. It's not really, it's, I, I've seen both reported that it right. could be one or the other. Um, but as far as what actually happens in the ride, all we can say is it's supposed to be next generation dark ride, right. which could mean anything It could be a kooka arm ride, uh, like a harry potter's forbidden journey, or it could be Scott, like you were saying maybe, uh, the pirates of the caribbean, you know, presented in the, In a new form. Right. So, um, but I wish we had more to go on with that other than the fact that Really excited about this being a prospect yeah. for the for the park
2: and I hope that them embracing their history will eventually lead to us i mean my dream ride at any universal park i mean my preference would be for it to be at universal studios at the in the future at some point would be a uh like a next generation great movie ride that just goes through the classic universal stuff like we Mm -hmm. get a little bit of back to the future we get all of those classic 80s like The history of Universal, basically, um, including like Hitchcock, uh, Back to the Future, like I said, all the rides, Jaws, all the rides that we've lost at Universal Studios because they've turned them into other things, bringing them back in the form of a single like history of Universal, great movie ride style, animatronic type of ride, um, Mm -hmm. dark ride, Mm -hmm. I think would be amazing.
1: I want that. Yeah. 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 That sounds amazing (laughs) They should really get on that (laughs) Yeah um, so that pretty much has uh, all of our Lands we talked about the hub a little bit earlier and We don't really know anything about the hotel as well But it, it kind of shows that this one Thing about this park that stuck out to me is there's no Like central iconography to it like Every park has kind of Their central weenie like Epcot's got Spaceship Earth Cinderella Castle for the Magic Kingdom The, the Tree of Life for Animal Kingdom right. uh, Even Islands of Adventure has that Spire that comes out which I, I it has a Name I'm just I'm, f- I'm forgetting it Right now Universal Studios has their large gate We don't really have anything like that so so far other than this this hotel kind Of represents it in some of the Artwork and mm-hmm. unfortunately right now We don't have a name or any sort of Details uh, about the hotel yeah so, um, yeah That's kind of it for epic universe is There anything we didn't touch on here That you guys kind of wanted to talk About I don't think you know, so. the only not for The me. only thing I can think of is um, it's I, I Do know that universal sometime in the Last decade I've been trying to find This article all night but I know it Exists uh, because I remember reading it um, got theme park rights to a bunch of different intellectual properties. And I do remember that one of those properties was Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, so that would include Starcraft, oh. World of Warcraft, Overwatch, uh, Diablo, those brands. And they don't seem to have exercised that to any degree right now. We know that univ- uh, that Epic Universe is 750 acres, and right now they have a lot of room for expansion in the future. Yeah, um, So I'm curious if somewhere down the line, it doesn't seem like Blizzard is in the public consciousness maybe as much as they were a decade ago whenever wow. they secured those rights uh but that could be something really cool that could come to it oh
0: one thing i forgot to mention i want to talk a little bit about the uh the wristband system that they're going to be employing at super nintendo world oh yeah Uh, so you're going to be able to punch a uh a question mark block and get coins and that's going to supposedly do things in the land for you which i'm very excited to see how that comes out I'm i'm very disappointed they do not have a waluigi Wristband announced yet, but no. <laughs> hopefully soon. uh I'm also one thing I really want them to do, and this is just has to do with my my greediness for more Mario Kart content. I want them to release a DLC pack for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Switch that is all of the tracks that we're going to see in Mario Kart the, the Ride, and they could just release if they release that as a free DLC as an advertisement for epic universe i would be so psyched
2: yeah yeah that's yeah. cool yeah yeah the wristband thing I'm, I'm so interested to see how that all works out in theory it sounds cool in execution i'm worried that it's going to be like the wands in harry potter land
0: right that's very true
2: <laughs> yeah and we
0: haven't yet seen the implementation of how your reputation supposedly follows you in galaxy's edge
2: right i don't think that's ever going to happen i think they dropped that pretty fast yeah <laughs> I, th- I think they're taking that that stuff that material that technology or whatever whatever it, it was i think they're going to be taking that concept and moving it over
1: to the hotel the the, the 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 space cruise hotel yeah that seems like like the kind of thing you have to pay a premium for so <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> which makes sense because not everybody's going to want to do that um, I, I think it was crazy to add that into the theme park because, uh, the implementation like that many people that just seems insane. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it makes more sense to know like, okay, at max, this is how many people we're going to have in this hotel. We can cover this by doing this, this, and this. I, you know, I think it's easier to plan for it that way.
0: I am looking forward to that, that hotel. I know I, I it's, it's going to be too expensive for me, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I want to do it so bad. I yeah. My wife and I have talked about going in 2023 for Epic Universe uh, for the opening of Epic Universe and potentially doing two days at the the Star Wars hotel. Yeah. doing three days at you. Uni- it it would be a long trip. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> well, hey, you know, guys, if you want us to cover that stuff, uh Patreon's a thing, uh duelinggenre.com mm-hmm. uh slash support um you know go there support us there we'll get a we're going to get a uh another podcast going over there um sometime in the near future when uh, we start seeing some uh patreon support and things from you guys showing us that there's actually an audience for that podcast um but uh yeah we're going to be doing that and and then you know maybe in the future we can we can pay for uh trips to uh experience that stuff so that we can uh talk about it here and talk about what works and what doesn't work and, um, you know, what we would like to see in the future. So uh, it's a cool idea, that hotel. Um, I, do, I do think that a lot of people, when they announced the prices of it, I think that a lot of people were like, oh, this is way too expensive. But it's, they were pretty on par for a cruise, which I think is what it's supposed to be. It's right, a virtual sure. cruise. Um, that's what it
0: is. Yeah. And virtual cruise, you, and then you sometimes get to go into Batu.
2: Right. If you view it as a virtual cruise, the pricing it really isn't that insane. Yeah.
1: Port of call Batu. And I think it's like a 2 day max uh stay time too. So it's yeah. kind of right. yeah, yeah, it's into that, yeah.
0: So.
3: It's And
1: I right. love
0: the idea that you have the 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 virtual bus that is just a a, a space transport yeah. that is going to take you from the hotel to the park and Crazy. you straight in Batu. That's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> Crazy. Some wild uh, stuff. Yeah. Totally bananas.
1: Yeah. Um all right. I think that wraps us up, yeah? Yeah, I think it does. Uh that's yeah. stuff we could cover on a future episode, Scott. What was that uh the the address for folks who, who want to uh subscribe to the Dueling Genre Patreon? That
2: is duelinggenre.com/support that'll take you directly to our Patreon page. Uh and you can support us. It's just 3 bucks a month. It's not much. So, yeah. um if you guys want to hear that uh, uh the retheme this uh where we uh, are going to take existing attractions and retheme them and update them. Uh, in some fashion uh, in each episode, you're going to want to uh, subscribe to our Patreon because that's where that's going to eventually be.
1: Awesome. All right, guys, if there's nothing else for the show, we'll go ahead and wrap everything up. Folks, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, I think we will have an updated version of this sometime in the future when we get more details on Epic Universe. It'll be a lot of fun. So, All right, for Brian and for Scott and for myself, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.